Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nomenclature. My name is Brandon Henderson. My guest today is Brian Husky, and Brian chose the word persnickety to discuss. Brian has been everywhere, and you know his face because of that reason. He has been on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. He was on Veep. Uh, he has been in Superbad, Step Brothers. He was a member of the Upright Citizens Brigade. He is a hilarious and extremely talented uh, comedian and actor, and it was a delight to have him on the podcast. And I hope that you enjoy every second of this episode of Nomenclature as we discuss the word persnickety with my very special guest, Brian Husky. Jumping on this the show, we're we're recording, oh, cool. we're we're going for it. So, oh, this this is happening. This is this is this is happening. Whoa, right now. Oh right my now. god! All right, let me put on my professional voice. Yeah. <clears throat> all First right, of all, let's do this. I have to say, I was delighted, and I and I apologize that I didn't know this before. Um, but your uh, your your ball talk podcast, I was delighted okay. to discover this because I myself am bald. You are fully bald. I I am or on the journey. I am on this. <laughs> I am on the journey. Yeah. I uh, I have a, the um, extraordinarily um, sad like comb over top. Mm. Um, but that's a choice, I, though. You know, you don't have to. Oh no, it's gone it over. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I did the yeah. I did the thing where I was like, um, I need to get rid of it. So that there's no point in time whatsoever where somebody comes up to me and says, hey, it's time. Yeah. Like I needed to preempt the strike that I knew was inevitable. Yes. So I have this, uh, I just I just shave it off and I, I have the uh, the bald guy beard yeah. thing. The bald guy beard and glasses combo, maybe? The, the I, David I Cross kit? Yeah, the David Cross. Yeah, I have the uh, the triptych, the trifecta, yeah. whatever whatever we want to call it. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, I haven't. I still haven't done. I don't know if I'm ever gonna shave. Maybe I will, but I just have like the. I just have my my ring, my little signature ring, and then some just some useless business in the middle. That's just kind of like we're still here. I'm like guys, you're not <laughs> doing anything. They're they're not pulling their weight at all. They it's really the, aren't. It's the uh, uh, is it the Ten Commandments or what? You know, the guys in the bottom of the boat, and there's. There's a couple of guys like on the far end of the oars, just really not pulling their weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. There it's, it feels like it's a bunch of middle management guys who are just taking a break in the middle of my head. Like, yeah, you guys, you guys do the work. We're just, we're supervising. No, you're not. Well, the thing that happens with like my wife is a very encouraging, wonderful woman. Um, But from time to time, she'll, I think become depressed or something. I don't know. And she'll say, (laughs) you should grow you should grow it out. You look so good with hair. And I say, Hey, do you remember how I don't have it in the places you think I do? (laughs) And then I will begin to do it like, you know, a few weeks type of a thing. Right. And then I will catch her sort of looking at me sadly. And (laughs) I'll be like, see, now it looks like at best, um, you know, really like hair plugs from the sixties. And uh, she's like, yeah, you should, 
you should get rid of it now. And I do. You might need to start sort of like charting the the time periods of sad looks to you with hair cut and then with hair not cut and yes. s- see if there's like sort of an ebb and flow to it. It could be more than just your hair. I'm just saying. <laughs> could be more going on in the relationship. It could just, yeah, that's, that is very, very true. She just could be sad with my she whole could, sort of she, vibe. In maybe general. it's just your profile. Maybe just, just yeah. notice if it's whenever you're in profile, she gets sad. You know, always face her <laughs> face on, always come on her face on. Yeah, I always I give her this little like a two thirds left of my face type of thing. Yeah, because yeah, that's the like portrait. The, the power, the power side, the power yeah. view. And you put your little your hand on your chin and just sort of like freeze there. Yeah. Well, my my thing is too is I've got an incredible amount of of white hair in the beard. Yeah. Um, I skipped gray. Like I, there was no gray. It yeah. just went straight to white. Wow. And uh, as as I'm assuming you know, since you have uh, some of the speckle, mm-hmm. uh, it does not grow normally. It does not grow like other hair. At least mine does no. not. No, it's a, it's a whimsical defiant. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's like an old man. It's like, I don't care. They, yeah. just, they do not care what you have to say about how they look or what they're doing. It's just like just doing their thing. It's like a chore girl. Do you remember those? Yes. Remember those yeah. like bristly, like my, my mom had those in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's what my face is like now. That's what I, yeah, um, I, I don't know. We were talking about this on a podcast recently. It's just like, what is, what, why does the, why is the beard hair go white first? It seems like such a, cause you know, if you've ever seen like Stephen Colbert, when he grew up, he just like, yeah, yeah. It just was Santa Claus. It's like full on. just like, wow, just white. And I'm definitely getting to that point. It's still kind of salt and peppery, but um. Oh man, I'm I'm kind of excited for it to be honest. I yeah. I'm excited for people to look at me and be like, "Oh man, that guy's 65," and to shock them when I tell <laughs> them I'm I'm you know in my 40s. Yeah, um, I'm excited for that that moment mostly because I'm looking forward to some mistaken uh, senior discounts. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm trying to slip uh, into movies when we can do that again. When we can go back. Where are um, you actually? Where are you located? I am very recently uh, located in Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. Um, I was in Park City, which is 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a big, significant jump, um, but came down the mountain just just a little ways. So that's where I am at. And you are uh, in the LA area, I'm assuming? Yes, yes. Very, very nice. Yes, I've been uh, here. Well, I've been here for 2014 years. Okay. Which is crazy to me because that means I've lived here longer than I, um, I lived in New York for 10 years and then I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I left there when I was about 17. No, no, I left there when I was in my twenties, but, um, this is maybe a um, point is this may be one of my longest residences is, is this tiny little house in LA, which is bizarre to me. Do you feel like so, it'll be uh, long-term forever? Like you, you're in LA never to, to leave again. I, I have no idea. I really one thing this this past year is I'm like, Oh, I'm do not bank on anything <laughs> anymore. <yeah>, truly. <laughs> um, I don't think, I mean, I, if I had my, if I had my dream world, I would be probably living in North Carolina at least part of the year and, and maybe here part of the year. Um, there's not, I like LA, but 
between the wildfire fly, wildflowers wildfires and the earthquakes uh, and then you throw in the occasional pandemic it's just been a little stressful yeah you know? yeah i mean we've had what's crazy is we've had such a massive influx of people from california mm-hmm. to uh, park city specifically um coming in and, and just ruining the, I mean, yeah. raising the value of, uh, of, of homes, you know, mm-hmm. you got like a five square foot home going for $10 million now, but it, uh, you know, people have been fleeing. And then mm-hmm. with the Texas, like the, um, the big, or the blizzard, what, what happened down there right. then Texas, there was a big influx, like our, um, uh, and I, th- these numbers may be way off, but either way it was significant, but our uh, 14 year old is in junior high and park city is not a big town had um, I think something like 50 kids. Whoa. And there's one junior high in the entire town. Right. So that's a lot of people coming in, in a a very short amount of time. So it's uh, people, people are fleeing. It's, it's very, it's going to be very, very interesting when the dust settles, assuming, and hopefully it will. um, What, cities and epicenters for certain things look like and mm-hmm. i don't know i yeah. just don't know nobody I, knows anymore i know, I know. it's it's weird have you done anything uh is there anything in the pandemic that you have done uh, i from time to time like to ask people that that is very weird weird that you didn't do uh pre-pandemic that now is like on the regular this is my oh, jam now god um besides drinking i don't know that's <laughs> too much like that's my thing no i don't you know i mean i i would say i i just out of sort of like boredom and needing to sort of connect with anything that wasn't dying and sad i did a bunch of like planting and stuff in the yard but i also think that's symptomatic of the fact that i'm 52 and i think it's sort of like <laughs> what you know my my sort of like elderly conditioning is like oh yes now i now i take great pleasure in looking at succulents it's not ironic and i'm not doing it as a bit like it is a genuine interest i have um so i just kind of settled into that but no it really like my my world got real small it's sort of like walk the dogs in the neighborhood in the morning when my daughter's here with me you know we share custody just kind of like help her do her school stuff do the podcast, write a little bit, occasionally do some online uh, auditions, um, go out for coffee once a day with my daughter. Uh, that's the big thrill, you know, yeah. to go get a coffee and then come back home. Um, no, I mean, it's been real small. The big, probably the biggest, most adventurous things we've done is to go to this area nearby called Joshua Tree. It was out in the, out in the desert. Love Joshua Tree. Yeah, so that that was really very exciting. <laughs> yeah, Joshua Tree is is uh, immediately. I feel like I'm on drugs. Yeah, when I go there, like I could be drinking milk, and mm-hmm. there's something about that landscape that is just so incredibly trippy. It is like, and I think it's a trippy landscape for adults. I took my daughter out there, and it is boring as crap <laughs> to <laughs> thirteen year olds. Uh, yeah. Her, her friend happened to be out there at the same time. So we like, oh, we'll go out to Joshua Street, you know, Joshua Tree Park. And they were just like, ugh, rocks. Who cares? Boring. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, but it's millions of years in the making. It's like, <laughs> nope. You're like, I don't give a shit. I really have no reference. 
you you are ancient i can't even wrap my head around something older than you. So. <laughs> yeah no i i have a 12 year old daughter that's uh going to be 13 in a couple of months mm-hmm. and um good god i don't <laughs> know <laughs> what i you know i it is it is a fire and ice yeah is my experience currently either it, she's very like um you know daddy and sweet or i'm afraid that i'm gonna wake up uh with her like plunging a knife into my chest yeah one of the two it does it take i mean everyone i know everyone's different but that it i everyone's like oh get ready for 13 14 15 but i felt like 12 was much more uh unpredictable you know yeah. the, the seismic plates that were shifting was like what the hell where'd that come from um now it's like i i love third she's gonna be 14 this month and it's like this age is very cool because it, it 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 for a long time i feel like they 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 straddle they need you in kind of a still like a childlike way but them for me like them kind of strutting themselves and then like testing out being just adult things i love that as long as it's safe you know yeah but, you know clothing and sort of like opinions and and observations sometimes they don't hit and then sometimes like, oh my god you your insight is crazy <laughs> oh it, that's the most frustrating part for yeah. me when they're really insightful and smart and it's it has to do with me and my need to improve somehow yeah they will say and they'll be so spot on i'll be like yeah bastard well, I, I have just given up on, you know, on all things as far as just so many, you know, so many cultural blind spots have been exposed in the past year, uh, race relation, yeah. you know, gender relations, political, just everything. And, and I've just, I've, I've stopped sort of like, immediately questioning her on some stuff and just letting it kind of sink in and then going back and revisiting some stuff. If she's like, Oh dad, you can't use that phrase. It's, you know, yeah. it's not appropriate because I'll, I'll, I think only maybe like once has she been wrong <laughs> every other time. I was like, I don't know. That seems okay. And then sort of like research like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm way off base with that, that, yeah. that phrase. Um, and I'm grateful for that, man. I just, you know, I, I do not want to be that kind of parent that's just like whatever I say is law, and yeah. I am, and you will willingly be wrong with me. Um, it, it's a weird balance to strike to try to, because on the one hand, like some of the some of the parenting of the past that was uh, a little authoritarian, um, it, I shouldn't say the authoritarian part, but a little bit like, hey, I've been around. Mm-hmm. There's a certain level of like just make your bed and stop arguing yeah, with me yeah, yeah. where there should be some level of like, uh, you know, Southern yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, removing the, uh, the ridiculous, uh, godlike uh, relationship between parent and child and the abusive nature of a lot of that. And uh, again, the authoritarian part, which is terrible. Uh, because you know there's the extreme end of like um you know everything uh you want to do is cool you know 
which I think can create problems. And then, you know, in the same way that nothing you do is fine, Mm. it can create problems. And so it's tricky because like kids, you know, I feel like kids need structure and they need somebody to be like, Hey, I've been around and I have, you know, I have advice at least. Yeah. I have some perspective that I can give. And even in some cases, like, Hey, there is like the, the teenage and 20 year old and so on version of running into the street with a moving car, you know, Mm -hmm. where you have to just, they want to go one way. And I feel like I've got to run out in the street and grab them so they don't get hit. Yeah. And there's, there's more complicated versions of that as they get older. I don't know. I, I, I don't know exactly what those are. Uh, those are specifically, but I believe that those exist. <laughs> um, they sort of present themselves from time to time where I'm like, yo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get hit by a car and, and it's going to be bad. Um, well, that, I want to be there for. Yeah. That, that last thing was a, the bigger, I don't know. I want to say like the bigger the toys they play with, the more. Right. This because it's sort of the message is like you're old enough to go out on your own and maybe operate a vehicle or you know, you're unchaperoned and going with your friends and stuff. It's like that you need to do this. Yeah. That hasn't happened yet. This is all speculative. Like, okay, these are gonna be the, the terrifying moments where we're like, oh, so you and four of your friends are gonna go up to uh, a rental cabin. Right. Okay, cool, cool. I'm just yeah. going to trust that that's all. You're just going to hang out and you will probably try some things and nobody's right. going to be an idiot about it and stuff. But you got it. Yeah, but yeah, but leading up to that, I think, you know, going back to what you're saying as far as like the authoritarian kind of positioning on it, it made me think the other day when she asked me, like, I don't know, I, I was trying to get her to leave her friends and she's like i want to leave when so-and-so leaves and i was like no we have to go now she's like why and i just explained to her i was like i'm hanging out with her parents who clearly need to get on with their evening and it's rude um but she asked in such a way that it sounded like she was just like she didn't want to know she just was like protesting yeah and we talked about it i was like you know when i say da 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 and and she was sort of like, I genuinely didn't understand. And it's just her tone and her delivery was such at this age that like, if she's, if she's confused about something, she's going to ask it, but she's going to ask in a way that's kind of like, I'm frustrated by not knowing what the hell you're talking about, but you're yeah. kind of putting a law on me. Um, so it kind of comes back. I'm always like the best case scenario is what's her agency in this and what's her ownership of like the knowledge she has. And, and if she doesn't have it, that's where I have, it is our job to be sort of like, nope, this is how, this is how it has to be. And this is why. Right. But the weird thing is sometimes you, you, you can't explain why <laughs> they just don't have the, it's like, yeah, there are two or three phases you haven't gone through that. This is not going to click for you. Totally. If I explain it, you know, so just well, trust me. And, and you just won't, you, you just won't know until you're of a certain age and you've seen certain things. Those mm-hmm. are, there are versions, there are certain things that are like that, but I, I love that. Like um, <clears throat> the accountability, accountability side is like, <laughs> you, you can, they can be the smartest people in the world, but also simultaneously be so incredibly naive just because they are the age they are. They haven't seen or experienced certain things. Yeah. And, and if I, and we, do you have boys or girls? So I have five children. Wow, uh, boys and girls. 
okay. so I have, so blended family as well. So mm-hmm. three, three kids from my first marriage and my wife had two from hers and then we combined. So we have nice. five together. Wow. Yeah. I was going to say the difference. I'm, I just have one girl and I'm always grateful because <laughs> there is a, there's a two year advantage uh, with emotional intelligence that boys do not have uh, <laughs> that I'm always like, Oh, great. I don't, this, yes. is, this is not going to be some ongoing battle for the next two years before you're like, Oh, I get it. You know, but I have my, so 14 year old, my uh, stepson. So my wife has a 16 year old and a 14 year old and I've you know been in their, their lives for, for a number of years, but <laughs> My our fourteen year old, he's a super street smart kid. I feel like he's very uh, savvy. That way, he's emotionally intelligent. Uh, he's um, he understands certain things. I feel like in an, an advanced way, mm-hmm. and you know, because of that, we're we're pretty lax on like, you know, we're, generally we're pretty we're fairly liberal folk, and so we're, we're pretty lax on, you know, the kind of films that he watched within reason, and you know. Yeah, he listens to etc. You know, art is you know we have a lot of conversations about art and expression and all of that sort of stuff, and so you know he's seen a lot of things from that perspective. Um, but uh, we were we went up to Canada, which is where I'm from, maybe a year or two ago, and my wife and I were uh, it took a, a night away. My parents are up there. We left the kids with the parents. We took a night away. They went to the Prince of Wales Hotel in Waterton, Alberta, and had a, a really fun night, yada, yada. And we came back and got the kids and uh, went on our way. And like six months later, he was talking to my wife about about sex. Mm-hmm. And he had said something about, uh, he said, said, oh, do you know what? I know the time you guys, you and Brandon had sex. Mm-hmm. It was that time you guys went to that hotel in Canada, because you came back and you were, seemed really happy. I bet you that was that the time. And she's like, the time, the time that we had say. I mean, he wasn't wrong. However, um, it's it's definitely happened once or twice before and or since. And <laughs> but just the fact that his in his mind, uh, you know, and and where our assumption is like, you know, he understands a lot about that or, or whatever, where you try to be open about everything, but yeah, that in his mind, it was, you know, the last six months, mm-hmm. that was the one time we had yeah. sex was hilarious and, and very uh, uh, informative into the mind of, of, a uh, uh, you know, a teenage boy, a young teenage boy. Totally. I love that. Yeah. And, and, and maybe that's the, that's the lesson to take away is like, that's right. So w- <laughs> the, the, the three special times in your life that you have sex, you really got to make it count, you know, yeah. make sure it's very, that you don't want to waste it because you get three shots at it. That's it. Yeah. No. And as his stepfather, I, you know, I, take the opposite approach is be like, no, man, it's all the time. <laughs> oh, not to get gross about your mom, but boy, let me but tell boy. you, really getting in there. I mean, anytime that you, you don't see us and we're somewhere else, it's happening. My <laughs> uh, I have, I, I, we do make it a point of, of, uh, you know, trying to gross them out uh, yeah. a, a little bit, you know, anytime we just passively kiss and they're like, gross, you know, lean yeah. fantastic. That's funny. Um, but, uh, so I have this weird, uh, word show that you're on now. Yeah. Um, that- 
it, we, we, we've been we, doing for 20 minutes thus far. <laughs> yeah. And we have and used we, words, which is, which is a great conceit for this. That's exactly right. And mm-hmm. there's uh, and for fun, just to get real douchey off the top, uh, there's a, a, a French philosopher named Jacques Derrida. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with Jacques? Uh, sure. No, <laughs> no, nobody is. There's like 12 people in the world um, that are, uh, but he said something uh, that I was pounded into my brain when I was in my undergrad, because my undergrad was uh, painfully behind in philosophy, in literary philosophy at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we studied, which people were studying in like, uh, like the seventies or something. Right. Um, but uh, something that he said was uh, there is nothing outside of the text. And what he meant by that is that, uh, his theory was that uh, human beings do not have the ability to conceptualize anything sans language. So hmm. uh, the idea that uh, we we cannot, uh, which is why like infinity is such a hard thing for a human being to to try to wrap their head around because there's no real word to like describe forever because mm-hmm. time, uh, you know, a limitless time is just that it's limitless. You can't you know, put in your brain right now, a limitless number, because that right. doesn't necessarily exist. Um, and so uh, all that to say, uh, I, I love words. I'm always fascinated by words. And I appreciate you coming on the show to talk mm-hmm. about them. And you chose uh, the word persnickety, which is a wonderful word to say. It is. Um, and I am curious as to why you chose this word in particular. Uh, I had like, I had a list Hello list. Um, and this one I chose uh, mainly because it sounds like a Dr. Seuss made up word. Um, the first time I heard it, I thought someone, it also sounds like just a bad improv name or something that's yeah, come the up per, with. The persnickety. Yeah. I'm Donald yeah. persnickety. Um <laughs> Yeah, it just it doesn't sound like a word. It doesn't sound like it should be a word or, uh, you know, it sounds like a toy product name or something. Um, But it's so. uh, And it's got so many weird vowels and hard sounds and and uh, alliterative elements to it that I just it feels like it, it might be some weird mishmash. It's either some weird mishmash history to the word. Or it is. I also like the idea that it might be like, oh, it is based on the don the the, the history of a family, the Persnicks, who you know <laughs> used to make the famous Persnick jam, and yeah. then someone to say, oh, this is very Persnickety, um, meaning the flavor was full of fruit. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Man, I. I wish that all of this was true. I wish that like, (laughs) I wish the etymology of a word, it could be like the meaning of a word that if you just said it enough times, that's what it became. Uh Uh, You know, am I going to be very disappointed by the, the, the discovery of what this, this word's history. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, there's a, there's a mild mystery around really the, the complete origin of it. There's, there's assumptions but nobody exactly knows. It's not a particularly uh, old word. No, it's, it, uh, yeah, it feels like it's pretty recent. Yeah, and what's interesting too is it's actually, uh, from what I could sort of glean, is it is uh, in its height of use now, weirdly. Mm. Uh, 
as opposed to, you know, when it sort of originated. Um, so it's having, oh, so it's having, it's sort of like, it's time. Like it's, it, yeah, I, I just, I, I have a sense for these kinds of things. Yeah. I've, I've I figured as much. The zeitgeist of words is, is a big, big part of my yeah. life. That, that's what I've gotten into during the, uh, the pandemic is the zeitgeist of words, different words. Yes. Well, and I'm, I'm now waiting for a little persnickety rapper to come out a fun, <laughs> a fun practice, by the way, just as an aside, if you ever want to go on like Spotify or something and just come up with any random word you want, like toenail mm-hmm. and then put Lil in front of it, there will 90% of the time be an artist <laughs> named that. <laughs> I swear to God, I, you, my wife and I did this for like two hours once where we were like little lips, little lipstick, little mm-hmm. eyelo eyelash or whatever. Yeah. And they're almost entirely like, yeah, it's it's a great great game. That's um, funny. Also a fun game, and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna ruin all of this now that we're on the the word show. Um, is uh, is to play a, a game, and I mean this sincerely, by the way. Uh, mm. To come up with uh, so think of a film name, and then just to add the word uh, butthole somewhere in the film name, replace a word. So like Saving mm-hmm. Private Butthole, mm-hmm. um, because I'm eight. I will legitimately do this with a certain, you know, uh, grouping of friends and enjoy myself for hours and hours. Um, anyway, that's just a little aside if you ever get bored. Okay. That sounds good. So butthole land would be nomad land. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Um, that's easy. I get the concept. Yeah. You get it. I mean, if you need me to write it down and I, I need to send you the instructions and the details of how to play it, I'm happy to do it. I say you try to pack package this as a board game. Something. Yes. <laughs> if you can really sort of go the distance and get people to buy this and open it up and find out it's like that's it. Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's truly all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's gonna be a hit. Yep. Anyway, so persnickety, my friend. So uh early 19th century is where the origin happens. So 1808, there's actually a pretty uh across the board uh agreement that uh you know, it, it comes from the word pernickety, <laughs> which means essentially the exact same thing as persnickety. So okay. if you're in the UK, uh, more often pernickety is used as opposed to here in the States, we just threw the S in because we're it's just what, what we do over here, I guess. We pluralize everything. We don't care. Yeah, we just added it for for no good reason whatsoever, mm-hmm. and so or is it by oh, it was popularized by somebody with a lisp? Yes, so it per, just took off. Persnickety, yeah, persnickety. It's, yeah. Mike Tyson got a hold of it. And that's, that's <laughs> uh, I actually really like the idea of of him using that word like ad nauseum. Like mm-hmm. that, yeah, well, fighting this, fight this guy, and he was so persnickety. That sounded more Jay Leno actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so pernickety, uh, a s- Scottish origin, actually, uh, okay. um, and sort of an, uh, an earlier version of that pernicky. Um, but again, same definition, sort of precise, fastidious, uh, picky over trivial kinds of things. Uh, the definition really hasn't shifted all that much since mm-hmm. the beginning. Um, one thing that... Uh, there is some assumption that maybe it was just uh, sort of a, a, a combination of uh, particular and finicky and that that's as simple as, as it is. 
um, which would make some sense, especially with the definition of it. Mm -hmm. But there is no like explicit, uh, you know, through line from uh, particular and finicky to uh, pernicky or pernickety or persnickety. Hmm. Um, Okay. So it's not, it, it itself is not a particularly persnickety word in its origin. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it is, uh, kind of, I, I don't know. It's interesting to me that persnickety is suddenly at its height of use. I feel like I have not heard the word used in conversation. Uh, like, like if I took this conversation right now and added up all the uses of persnickety, it would equal like my lifetime's worth of hearing it. Yes. You think? Yeah. Or is this, uh, is this happening? Maybe it's an LA thing and there's just, people are just busting out persnickety left and right. I feel like it's only come up. I remember my grandmother saying it and I was like, what? And she, but she was sort of saying it knowing that like, I'm going to say this word, which I could easily just been like, like you said, it's sort of like, oh yeah, you're very precise. You're very, you're almost uptight. Um, but using that word was a conversation starter or stopper. You yeah. know, it kind of, it 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 kind of feels like one of those words when you say it, your nose like this is going to get some kind of reaction if I throw it in there. Um, whether it is to be mocked for using it or like what what is that word? Um, and I know I said it around my daughter. And she didn't believe. She thought I was making it up. She's like, "That's not a word. That's, no, that's too silly. That's a dumb word. What are you talking about?" Um, I was like, "No, it's a real word. I'm going to go on a podcast that's going to explain its history." Yeah. Someday well, you watch. Yeah, one of these days, and here we are. Here we are. Now you you once this is done and out, you can burst into her room. You can kick the door down. Mm-hmm. You can throw your phone down, press play or, you know, whatever, and be like, listen, and she will feel so, so dumb. I do feel like, wrong. yeah, I feel like it could easily be used in some kind of cutesy, um, you know, interstitial ad on Hulu that advertises some sort of like um, artisanal, dog food company you know is your dog yeah. a persnickety eater um just like the whole thing is a litany of all these different kind of like weird words to throw in there um but yeah it's not it's not a common conversation word that's for sure no but but now that you know the more i've been thinking about it the more i i can name uh i can think of a lot of people that are actually quite persnickety mm-hmm. um and 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 i feel like i, I would be like they're really Anal retentive. I feel like that's my go-to. I'd be to say something like that. But persnickety, I feel like is 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 more accurate for a lot. Like my dad, for example, is massively persnickety mm-hmm. when it comes to vacuuming the house. He's one of the he's a, a triangle guy. You know, you know the triangles in the carpet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a particular. So the front room, as it's called in the Henderson household, uh, is the sacred room where it is for uh, looking at, I guess. And from time to time when royalty comes over, you can sit there, but you never walk in the middle of the front room because the triangles are there. Yeah. And even though he <laughs> vacuums them, vacuums the, the, the carpet 
and readjust the triangles truly twice. I, I'm not kidding. Twice a day. Wow. Uh, you cannot walk in it to this day. My, my parents are in their late seventies uh, or my dad is anyway, sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> they will um, still tell me about the time my friend Jimmy Balderson came over and because he knew my dad was so persnickety about the carpet, he came and he rolled uh, on the ground like like a uh, like a log, you know, like a steamroller mm. uh, back and forth just to mess with my dad. And they are still to this day pissed <laughs> and traumatized. Jimmy. Oh, so so upset that he would be so so disrespectful to roll on the triangles. So yeah. that is persnickety. I would say that uh, persnickety might be compulsive, uh, almost. <laughs> oh, I, not almost, my friend. Yeah. Completely. Or flat out OCD. Oh, um, yeah. It is like a much more loving way of of describing someone's sort of uh, a negative quality. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. It, 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 it borders on sort of like, um, you know, like a, a passage from some, you know, town about a small town a book about a small town or something you know just like each, each individual character has their own little lovable quirks yes so yeah it's a lot it's a lot more kind um, yeah than yeah. me being like you know dad you're being a dick or or something like that yeah i don't know which i've never old, of course said old rod summers was a persnickety <laughs> accountant in town um <laughs> yeah it's much yeah. It, it, it it's a colorful way of sort of saying OCD compulsion. <laughs> yeah. And uh, man, was he ever, like, my dad is, is so uh, OCD to the point where like he was in, uh, in so he grew up in Anchorage, Alaska uh, mm -hmm. in the late sixties, there was a huge earthquake, like a nine point something earthquake up there. Oh, wow. And uh, like the streets out front of their house rose like 10 feet. Like it was a crazy, Whoa. crazy thing. And as a, like, I think he was, maybe it was mid sixties. He was a, a 18 years old, something like that, 17, 18. And as the earthquake started to happen, his first thought was, Oh no, the China wear and, and, and the by, carpet, the triangles, <laughs> oh, my God. Right. oh my God, the triangles. And my, uh, my parents, my grandparents are, were not, uh, by a extreme, uh, long shot, uh, wealthy in any way, shape or form, uh, the extreme opposite, uh, alcoholic uh you know etc mm -hmm. uh, but my dad's first thought was oh no the china wear and and grabbed the dishes while the earthquake was happening it lasted for like seven minutes which is bananas oh and grabbed towels i don't know where the wherewithal <laughs> where like i'm hiding like somewhere trying not to die or like grabbing my you know family members or something yeah. my dad is like sweet jesus the the bowls that are you know you know four cents from Sears are gonna break gets towels grabs the, as much of the the dishes as he can and puts it on the ground and like cradles it so it doesn't smash and break that's amazing so anyway I had a great time growing up it was a real fun place you know, I had a lot of friends <laughs> over we priorities inside yeah yeah he knows what's important at the, yeah in the day what are you gonna well, eat off of. To give to give my dad some credit, I will say I think I think a large part of that was a, a reaction to having uh, parents who drank too much and party too much and no uh, 
no control whatsoever in that yeah. household. And so it sort of like propelled him into this extreme, like, Oh, totally. Uh, Got to yeah. control what I can, you know? Yeah. 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 Your environment, if you can control your environment and your environment doesn't talk back, that's, that's the easiest thing to control. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, one other just additive thing for the history of this thing there. So th there's, there's other schools of thought as to where this comes from. Like somebody said there, you know, there's some etymologists that think it's a child's way of saying particular and they just screwed it up and said persnickety feels like a bit of a stretch to me. That, yeah. That, that, yeah. Kid, that gets way off base. Then <laughs> I want to hear him say some other words. I know that, that kid needs to talk to my dad, who, by the way, is a speech pathologist, um, <laughs> which had to have been a nightmare. Can you imagine with just the little I told you about my dad being so, so OCD about things? And then he is sitting there with like children and like oh my God. victims being like, just it's it's S. He had to have been absolutely insane. Yep. What was trying. the feedback on like, I mean, this is pre Yelp, but were people like, yeah, you did uh, just one session is good for us. I think we're going to go somewhere else. Or was he yeah. sort of like cream of the crop? Honestly, I say all that, but honestly, I think he was really fantastic and very mm -hmm. patient um, with people. Again, I think if it was like, if it was in his home and like, it, you know, again, the triangles were at stake, whether they could say S or not, right. Um, then he would have lost it. But when he's outside of his space, he's actually yeah. very chill and yeah. uh, easygoing. But you get inside the house and boy, oh, wow. Things get, fascinating. Uh, get crazy. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I would love to. Science needs to study his brain. That's going to be a weird thing, I think, uh, on a massive level coming out of the pandemic. Just the difference between, I don't know, everyone's, everyone's respective little, you know, hiding place of choice uh you're either like gonna be saturated with it and like i do not care anymore i don't want to be around this or we're all yeah. gonna have a heightened kind of like connection to like myspace very important you know what i mean yeah um, i can't tell i'm still in that weird like oh i could go out in the world but i'm just ending up staying here again <laughs> And yeah. I've gone in and out of just like, it's almost like with you and your, your wife and your hair growth. Like sometimes <laughs> I'm disgusted by my house and sometimes I'm like, I love this place so much. Yeah. You just so. described our relationship. <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I, get, I go right to the core. I'm, I'm just really insightful <laughs> based on 20 minutes of talking to you. No, I, I think it's true. Like I, for all the things that have been horrific and terrible about the pandemic, um, and there's plenty of, of what that has been. Um, the one thing I will say is just like you said at the beginning, the, the quietness of all of this, mm -hmm. the, um, the opportunity to like, just do small, simple things with, with the kids, for example, has been mm -hmm. so incredibly valuable to like do work, to go on a walk, to read a book, mm -hmm. to, you know, just have conversations, um, you know, have been so valuable and I wouldn't trade that. And I hope none of us do. I hope we hold on to some semblance of that going forward because I think it's been, um, or it can be, mm -hmm. um, really, really great. If you have, you know, if you're, you have people around you, you know, I'm lucky enough to have, you know, people around me that I, I love and who tolerate me and, you know, we, we can get along, but, um, that, that is a silver lining for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean the the 
the interesting thing will be, and I've heard, you know, I feel like in the media and just like in, in what little conversations I have with people outside of these few walls, um, just the learning curve of talking to other people face to face and like in a, in a conversation that will stretch beyond maybe 15 minutes, because after 15 minutes, if you're, if you've been responsible, you're like, Oh, I gotta go. This is getting unsafe. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be strange. I think it's going to be strange. And then there, and then there's always going to be, there's going to be such a, like uh, a range of reaction. They're going to have the other people are probably just going to go just head first into full engagement of so many people and maybe in such inappropriate ways. <laughs> oh, I, I guarantee it. Yeah. It's, it's- weird it's the uh so i i I grew up mormon i was raised uh that and was very very into it my parents are still very orthodox i I did the whole mission thing i was one of those guys that was at the door Mm. in the tie yeah and very awkward (laughs) and uh i i have since you know left the 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 uh the church but uh one thing about, you know, uh, being in a situation like that, that is very, very interesting and sometimes very sad to watch is um, also kind of funny from a particular different kind of perspective, but uh, is when, when you grow up in a, a an organization or you are put in a place, you know, you talk about like the pandemic, people have been sort of forced to not interact, forced to not be involved, to to not do things. And then when you sort of raise the gate, even if it, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who don't responsibly raise the gate. Um, similarly, you know, people that have been raised in like the Mormon church or their uh, Amish church or very strict Bible Baptist or whatever it is. And then that gate raises um, there's, there's a difficulty with uh, um, sort of being controlled in wading into the world. Right? Like I've, I would know a lot of people who were raised Mormon who left the church and went from like not drinking coffee and not drinking alcohol and uh, et cetera to like next day I'm having an orgy and putting heroin in my eyeball. Right. You know what it's I mean? Like, like it's like the rumspringer thing. Do you, exactly. Do you, yeah. yeah. That documentary um, and that whole situation. Yeah. It's uh that. Yeah. It, 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 it reminds me, yeah, I think people have a proportional sort of uh, reaction to you know, whatever restrictions are placed on them that they either kind of like it sinks into them or they want to get it off of them. They want to like reject yeah. it as, as, as boldly as they can. Yeah. yeah. Right. All that to say, it will be interesting to see um who who will moderate some of that sort of wading back into the world and who will you well, know it's, it's lick, like lick the bananas at the grocery store yeah but you know it's like a good example is like the the recent spring break uh oh, yeah. debacle you know lauderdale and all that stuff it's just like yeah. i mean that's always a nightmare but they were like wow guys come on I, we know it's been a while but please <laughs> yeah <laughs> please calm down yeah relax take a breath yeah um uh yeah, be a little persnickety about this. Thank you. I was about yes. to do uh, that, but you, being a I, good host, you beat mm-hmm, me to it. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Just wrapping it all up. Bringing but, it uh, back home. <laughs> Brian, thank you so, so much for, for chatting with me about uh, about this word and other things. And 
it's been delightful. I've always, uh, uh, believe it or not, I, I'm maybe more uh, excited about this conversation than than uh, a majority of the p- previous ones. And I'll let everyone to guess which ones I was less uh, excited about uh, <laughs> and assume that it was them. But uh, this was delightful for me. I, I really, oh, really appreciate it. Oh, I was so psyched. I was, uh, I was psyched. I loved the, I loved the conceit and, uh, and your guys, let me just say this. Brandon writes a wonderful invite, a uh, very, very cordial. It had, it really, it showed his, his Mormon roots really came yeah. through and I felt safe and maybe I was going to get some literature at the end of it, but I was going to tolerate the conversation. Um, but now, I, now you don't do that anymore. I'm like, all right. We'll just have the conversation. Actually, this is all an entire. This whole thing was a ploy. As soon as we stop recording, uh, oh, yeah. the Book of Mormon's coming out. My my message. my inbox is going to get flooded with like big big files, entire <laughs> oh, books. Man. Yeah, buckle up. Yeah. Um, no, but thank you, Brian. I, I was a delight. Oh, totally. Thanks so much.